0: Ave Maria, Grazia plena, Dominus tecum. To another episode of the Red Text Podcast, I'm your co-host Rai, aka the Mestizo Mystic,
1: and hey, my name is Voga, and I'm Voga Luminante.
0: How are you doing?
1: Um. <clears throat> well, <laughs> yeah, full stop. It's fi- <laughs> yeah, right. It's finally November, which I have been, I have been anticipating the beginning of November for the last six years, and when I say the last six years, I just mean the month of October, because the month of October was probably the longest and most busiest month I have ever had. It was so bad. Rye is like firsthand witness to how how incredibly busy I was. And it was not necessarily, I mean, I did it to myself. This is what I do. I just self-sabotage all the time. I was. I didn't self-sabotage. I just had a lot going it's, on. It's the
0: ADHD need to constantly be overstimulated.
1: Yeah, it's the hyper-focused, I need to do something, I need to, I, I, it's difficult for me to say no, um, it's it's difficult for me to edit my day, um, it's difficult for me to take into account that I have a full-time job, and that I have to fill every minute and every ounce of time that I have that isn't at work with something else, and um, yeah, October was just bonkers it was just out of control for me and um i feel like it's a little bit relaxed now because closing for rocky horror was this past weekend rocky horror is finally over today usually tuesdays we're recording this on a tuesday y'all usually tuesdays are rehearsal days for me so it's kind of bizarre that i'm like coming home after work instead of going to the shop to to rehearse a show
0: That was like a I'm month going long you were rehearsing right every tuesday two months two, two months. and a half months
1: Whew. two almost two and a half months of rehearsals jesus um which in you know in retrospect is not a lot of time to put on a show but also at the same time it's like three days a week we're doing we're rehearsing so it's just bizarre because like i see these people three times a week some weeks it was more than that it was like four or five times a week um constantly running scenes and and running lines and singing songs and it's like it's just weird and there's this thing for anyone who's been in who have who has any theater experience you go through this thing after show which is post-show withdrawals where like you're life shifts back to normal where you don't have to go to rehearsals you don't see the people that you usually see and you start to experience withdrawals it hasn't happened to me yet I think it's just because it's so it's it's just literally we closed on Saturday and today's Tuesday I'm not feeling like sad yet I was really sad on the last night I was really sad on on Saturday when like after after the show was over I was like oh my god we don't we, we don't get to do this anymore. Like this is, this is the last time we get to do this. Um, like the last time I sang my last song was on Saturday and I was just like, oh my God, I don't have to, I, I, I don't get to do this anymore. And then Sunday happened and um, I didn't have anything to do. And Sunday is usually a rehearsal day and I didn't have anything to do other than um, some blasphemy stuff and um I, I we had a production meeting for for blasphemy that night but other than that i was just like oh i don't have to get ready for i don't have to put my makeup on i don't have to i don't have to reset my costumes i don't have to reset any props like i don't have to worry about rocky work and um it was it was just weird it was just like a weird transition because it's so fast it's so quick it's like uh you just kind of just get back to your normal life again and then um Today was weird because I I didn't have to get ready for rehearsal. I didn't have to prep for any songs. I didn't have to prep for any scenes. I didn't have to prep for any shows. Nothing, and um, now I'm just kind of getting back into the groove of things. But then I ha- I had to quickly realize, oh my god, blasphemy is this weekend. In <laughs> blasphemy is blasphemy is twice a year, and I plan my entire year around blasphemy. Blasphemy is the biggest show that we do, and because I am now like, um partially a producer of the show like it's even more I'm like I'm putting so much more on my plate now because yesterday we had a production meeting we were talking because we're producing a drag show in the middle of the market and I was speaking to some queens who want to be part of it and we had to produce the show and now I have a week to produce like an hour and a half long show Um, that's going to happen in the middle of a market. (laughs) And I'm hosting it. I'm going to be the MC. Um, And then I also, at the same time, we're doing like a protection and um, prosperity consecration ritual at the beginning of the market that I'm writing. I'm actually personally writing that I'm going to be performing with Franny and my friend Adrian. We're calling it um, Blast for Drag, uh, Blast for Drag um, Showcase, Drag Showcase.
0: I love that. Um,
1: And it's going to happen like, a couple hours into the show in the middle of the market it's just going to be like one of the aisles of the market is going to be like a runway mm. and and i have uh i have a cast of three queens who are going to be um performing in
0: it is this going to be a new um, venue from the one that i was able to make
1: yes okay this is going to be a brand new venue it's going to be this saturday which is november 11th and. No, it's going to be this Sunday. Excuse me, the drag shows on Sunday, but Blast Me it's going to be this weekend, which is going to be November eleventh and twelfth at Monarch Studios in downtown LA. It is enormous. This it's a it's a warehouse. Um, we have sixty five vendors, I think. Oh this my time. god! Last time we had a little bit over fifty, um, so we have almost twenty uh, almost twenty more. Um, Cause we were actually anticipating around 70 vendors for this blasphemy, but we have around 60, I think 65 vendors. Um, so it's huge. It's a really, really big event. It's going to be a really big market. There's going to be a lot of people there and we're having an auction on Saturday where some of the vendors are putting their, their wares up for auction. So it's going to be a live auction as well as an online auction. Um, of really cool shit like really dope like oddities and artifacts and really cool really really cool we're putting up um some products and uh some services up for auction as well um from vita mortis so that's gonna be really cool so right now we're just kind of in the middle of, of show prep prepping for Blast Meat, which is like i said like the the two of the biggest shows that we do this year and um yeah, I'm pretty hyped for it. Now that um, the show is over, now that Rocky Horror is over, I'm just kind of excited to get back into the groove of things. Like a lot of my practice has been kind of put on the back burner a little bit. Mm-hmm. I haven't been really been able to pay attention to any co- sort of magic that I've wanted to do for a while because I've just been so busy. And like like on this uh, on um, on All Saints day, which landed not on a show day. But it landed on a work day and then also on a show prep day. And then the next day was November 2nd, which was, which was a show day. I, mm-hmm. had to, I had to go to the show, do the show and get home and still perform some sort of devotional, some sort of magic or some sort of ritual because like it was the only time I could do it. So it's, it's just been nuts. October was really crazy for me. I'm glad it's over. But I'm also kind of sad it's over because I I had a lot of fun last month. It was like really busy and I was doing a lot of stuff and I, I was able to know, oh my God, I randomly got a gig to sing at a bar because the guy who plays the piano in Rocky Horror was like, I really love your voice. I really love your voice. Can you come do this all trans music gig that we're doing in West Hollywood? And I was like, sure. I don't write any songs. And he goes, no, I want you to do like covers. So like I did like this three song set at this bar in the middle uh, in in the middle of West Hollywood just randomly. Come on, show girl. Like, yeah, I was like, sure. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna add just one more thing to my schedule just because like, and we met twice. Me and the and the my accompaniment met twice. His name is Fletch. He's fantastic. He's like this this like old punk rock guy from from England. He's so cool. And he's so incredible on the piano. And she, I met him twice. I said, these are the songs that I want to do. He was like, I know them. Let's do it. He started playing on the piano. I started singing with it. And then I just, we had a blast. I just, I just went to this bar and started playing, just started singing in front of this piano, in front of this audience for, for fun. And it was such a blast. I, so like I said, October was nuts, but it was, it was a good time. I'm very tired. My back hurts, but I'm very excited to reset and um, just get back into the groove of things and start recording more episodes of the podcast because that was something that we weren't able to do as much because I was just so damn busy.
0: God, when's Um, the last time we recorded? A
1: while ago. It was the All Saints Day episode, and it was that was probably like two weeks ago, I want to say.
0: Was it only two weeks? I feel like it's been so long since we've even spoke.
1: Well, All Saints Day was last week, and we had that up the week before uh that week but we recorded it the week before so it's been at least two weeks since we've recorded so um but then before that we didn't record for like almost two and a half weeks um and the 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 episode we had before that was Flo's episode so and we haven't been recording as consistently as we usually do just because October was just crazy for me it was really really nuts but grateful for it grateful for the opportunities grateful for being busy um but at the same time i'm kind of happy to kind of get back into the normal schedule (laughs) yeah um, how are you
0: oh my god (laughs) i'm i'm alive there's that much i will say i will say i pulled some cards with my ancestors and santa muerte on dia de los muertos and they both gave me almost the same message which was just uh really affirming and what I needed to hear because I mean I've consistently mes- um, mentioned over the past couple of episodes just like this year has been very tumultuous and it seems like every time I take one step forward I take 10 steps back and it still feels like that or it feels like every time something good happens three bad things or unfortunate things happen afterwards to follow it up so it was nice to hear that affirmation from my from my spiritual court particularly my ancestors in Santa Muerte on Dia de los Muertos that like things are shifting things are changing and things are gonna come on the up and up because at least then it gives me like the hope to just keep to keep going instead of like succumbing to everything that's been happening uh which i'm not gonna necessarily go into specifics it's just been like i said ever since my saturn return and even most of this year prior to that has just been fucking but lately it's been chill i mean i really haven't been up to a whole lot i mean i didn't do a whole. Uh, like celebration or anything for Dia de los Muertos. I kept it very low key. Um, put out some small offerings for Santissima and for my ancestors. Um just burnt i burnt Mm. so i burned so much incense in general but i burnt so much incense that night that my eyes started to burn (laughs) like my my living room was getting so full of smoke that my eyes were like stinging and i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna tone it down because this is clear i think i think they can smell it (laughs) we can pull it back yeah Yeah. i'm like i think all the ancestors on this street can probably take that in um Mm -hmm. god what have i been up to i was like as you were speaking like looking at my calendar to see what i've been doing um my partner just got back from Portland today because he was gone the last couple of days to go visit friends and family up there. Uh, so it was nice to have some like peace and quiet, um, but it's also nice to have him back.
1: I just remembered something that I'm, I'm going to remember to mention after you're finished talking, but okay. please, keep,
0: please continue. Okay, don't forget.
1: Um, I am upset. It's something that's going to make you very jealous, but just please
0: continue. Oh God, I'm already jealous because <laughs> I can't make it to blasphemy, which is something I was really, really hoping that I was going to be able to to make it to this one. But- oh, that's okay. It's not okay i wanted to go i wanted to go spend money and see everybody but
1: well you know what just to make you feel a little bit better um i'm I'm gonna let you continue after i say this but make you feel a little better me me and uh franny are actually we have this new item list that we're actually going to be working on for the next last week for may so our product list is actually going to be a lot more vast we're going to be producing a lot more crafts for the next one in may so there's going to be a lot more. There's not really that much different from what you saw in May this past May um, with our products. So this next coming one is going to be a lot better for us personally, for Vita Mortis specifically. Okay. So I think you're going to, I think you're going to want to come to that one for sure. Okay. But anyways, let please me, continue.
0: let me know when, cause I already have my school weekend, like dates in, in May. So if it's not that weekend, then I can probably make it out. I... The
1: uh cody usually releases the dates uh the week after so it's probably the dates are going to be released next week
0: okay next one. let me know because yeah. then i can yeah. see if it lines with my schedule or not because i would love to of make course. it um of course what the fuck else have i been doing all saints day all i did was pray the rosary just in honor of the saints so i was like if there's mm-hmm. one thing i'm going to do that day it's just pray the rosary in honor of the saints um mm-hmm. and then like i said de los Muertos was very low-key i was really hoping to have some close friends from uh, school come over and like actually celebrate like a traditional Dia de los Muertos, which I've never done before. And I wanted to host that, but uh, just due to various circumstances, that wasn't able to happen, unfortunately. Um, Magic wise, I haven't been doing a whole lot of spell work, but I feel like it's mainly just been ancestor work I've been diving into, which has still been great. Um, I got, uh, you know what a bulul is? The statues? No. Um, like the wooden carving statues that are used to, like house ancestral spirits for like rice and and from the Philippines. Anyways, I got one. I oh,
1: I think are they like miniature like bahay kubos? They're, they're like they're like small like thatch roofs like miniature houses.
0: No, it's like it's like a wooden carving. Usually they come in pairs, like a male oh. and female one. Uh, but the one I got's just a specific individual standing one. I got it from a collector on eBay based in Australia. And I only got this one because I was talking to John, the Holy Witch, who's Filipino, and like there was another Balul statue I wanted to get, but it definitely felt like there was probably some type of angry ass spirit in there. So I'm like, I'm gonna just pass on that one because obviously, like these collectors get these from God knows where, and and these may have already been like ritualized from you know way back when. And and generally, one of the rituals to to make a Balul come alive with the ancestral spirits and to house them is by uh, bathing it in a, in the blood of a chicken sacrifice and so it's like hardcore shit and there's not really many at least especially here in the states like not many like traditional filipino shamans who do those type of rituals but anyway i would sent uh john the images of the two Balul statues i was looking at and so the one that looked like possessed by a bad not bad spirit but like a angry spirit um, i was like i'm gonna pass on this one so i got one that seemed like more like i guess empty um just so i'm not like bringing something home that doesn't want to be here And I just have that on my ancestor altar now, which is really sweet. I also ordered, like, a really sick Linglingo pendant from the Philippines that should hopefully be here Mm. in the next week or two, which I'm also going to consecrate to be, like, a a house for my ancestral spirits that I can wear. Um, So I'm super stoked for that. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm excited for the cold weather that's finally rolling in because most of my wardrobe is meant for (sighs) the cold. I
1: know. I know. It's finally, like under 70 here like at night oh god it's so nice like right now i think it's like 65 hang on what 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 temperature is it actually because it makes me so happy like my hands literally right now are cold it's 60 degrees outside right now and it's so beautiful i love that oh my god it's um and the top oh go ahead and the top today was like 75 oh god it was gorgeous outside it was it was so perfect and there was like a really beautiful like not a breeze it was a little bit stronger than a was like a nice gusty wind and it was it, it felt really nice and refreshing and really crisp outside mm. so i really oh god oh the weather is so stunning So i
0: don't know about la because i don't think i've really been down there in the fall like that at least not since i can remember last but in sf like we don't have too much of like nature that like turns into fall colors like it doesn't like like, the weather itself oh, seems like fall. But uh, when when my partner Kevin was just in Portland, he was sending me photos. And, like, you like it looks like fall out there. Like, what the fuck is that? Where did that come from? Did you see the that? What? The, what? Do you not see these oh, fireworks? Oh, shit. <laughs> what is happening i have no idea okay i'm sorry listeners like i i don't know if i'm making a that was so weird i don't know if i did like a certain hand signal but it made like first of all it made like these bubbles with thumbs up appear and then there it is again and then i oh there it is again and then i did something that made fireworks appear and i don't know what what that hand signal was so weird oh my god does this do anything i know on facetime it makes hearts appear anyway oh there it is oh my god that's so weird i don't know how do
1: you do that what did you I do? just i just
0: made a heart oh how strange uh, y'all need to go see our patreon just so you can see what we're talking about oh that's so um, cute but yeah so like the oh god the pictures kevin was sending me of the fall colors out there absolutely stunning um oh one thing i do want to touch on that i think is really important um that i don't know if we touched on last episode like i really want to take a moment to voice my my views on the on the genocide that's happening right now and just like staunchly say that like i support palestine and free palestine and one thing that i've really been consuming is a lot of the content that's been happening in palestine and i say this not to center my emotions but the other morning like i woke up and i have the bad habit of getting on my phone right after waking up and being on it for almost one to two hours and i was spending two hours on twitter just looking at all of the content coming out of gaza by people that are going through this genocide right now and like Ooh, I felt so many emotions. Also, because I attended the the huge rally that was in San Francisco um, last weekend. God damn it, this fucking bubble. And like so many emotions, I didn't expect to come up. Like, were just I was noticing in my body while being at that rally. Like, like just grief and anger and rage and hope and just all these simultaneous emotions that I didn't really know that was going to happen. And and it was reignited when I was scrolling on social media again. And like, it just my heart just breaks so fucking much for what is going on over there right now and what they're going through. And just, I'm also filled with like so much fucking rage because like as someone who works within the Catholic pantheon and cosmology as well as just like a spiritual practitioner in general, like it, like I understand anger and rage and even like hatred to an extent, but like it is completely mind boggling to me. The amount of hatred someone can have hatred and greed, those both of those things in someone's, body and soul or whatever that would cause them to like perform these horrendous acts without any remorse and it like it it really baffles me because i've been pissed off at people i i've genuinely fantasized i'm like you know what i don't give a fuck if that person died right like i've I've been to that point where i'm like i don't give a shit about that person like whatever but like to the extent of like performing an ethnic cleansing and an active genocide against a people like it just doesn't like, it doesn't compute for me personally. And so I've just, I've been carrying a lot of grief of it all. And it's also been like driving me to be more active in, in contributing in any way I can, whether that's through attending protests or sharing resources. But I don't know, I don't think we've spoken about that, this situation yet on our show. And I just think it's important to name with everything that's happening, um, given, Mm -hmm. given the circumstances. So I just, that's one thing I've been doing in my free time is just trying to stay as on top of the news as I could in regards to to gaza and the the horrors that yeah. are happening to those people
1: yeah um what's happening in gaza is first of all it's unspeakable it's it, it does piss me off not only the fact that there is an ethnic cleansing that is happening there is an active genocide that is happening currently a modern modern day genocide that is something that is not supposed to be happening anymore um and that is um effectively being funded by our government i i and, I mean, I mentioned this before. I am very active when it comes to consuming news. Um, I, try my, I try my absolute very best to make sure that I am on um, I am on platforms that uh, are factual. There are there are resources that you can that you can use that actually um, scans the internet um, for um, factual news um, for factual news. And one of the ones that I use is called, uh, ground news where it actually gets, um, a, like one story will actually be posted on ground news. And it, it, there's actually like a, like a ranking system on whether it is, it's like high factuality, low factuality, or like moderate factuality. And, um, I would highly recommend some uh, for folks, if you are v- actively trying to consume as much news as possible and being as um, uh, politically and um, socially aware of what's happening to look into getting ground news. Um, is it, is it just free. called ground news? Yeah, it's called ground. I think it's called ground news. There's an app for it. Okay. It's not free. There is a pay, there is a paywall, but it's very, very worth it. Um. Honestly, I, I do believe it is worth it because it does it does scan all of like the news platforms it goes from like NPR to uh, MSNBC CNN um, all of these major major news um, outlets and ranks it based on factuality and also by um, um, political political stance so mm. it goes like very right very left moderate whatever there's like a ranking system so that you can more easily access things that would uh be more inclined that you'd be more inclined to read depending on where you stand on uh politically Hmm. um i tend to be very left and progressive so it's it it makes it easier for me to not consume the content that i don't want to find myself in yeah anyways in regards to that i do there there is a point to where i just can't do it anymore for my own for my own mental health like I there came to a point where I was just like especially because I'm stupid and my my other my other Instagram my like personal personal Instagram um that is private is um follow Sean King which is a mistake because Sean King is puts everything out there (laughs) also I have feelings about Sean King but also like Sean King there's no there's no censorship with what he posts on his stories and his Instagram. It, it it's really heartbreaking what's happening in Gaza right now, especially when it comes to the children. Yeah, that's what killed me. That's what killed me the most. The majority of the folk, uh, the majority of the people who are getting or who are being hurt or killed are, are kids, mm-hmm. and it 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 ruins me. It ruins me every single time. So, I. I understand where you're coming from. The grief that you feel just from consuming the media is you have to be able to one, be as aware and active and um, socially and politically aware as possible, but also try not to, you have to also kind of reel it back a little bit, make sure that you're protecting yourself and making sure that because you can't do anything about it if you're just constantly being kind of bombarded with... yeah terrible things yeah you know yeah. so um making sure that you're out there and uh, you know going out to you know protests and going you know being part of the movement or you know if you can't do that um, or don't want to do that you know put your money where your mouth is mm-hmm. you know donate mm-hmm. and and something if you can't donate if you don't have the resources to, to donate the one thing that you can do is spread awareness that's free put it on your story you know put 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 you know thing you know spread awareness there's a lot of propaganda out there that's being that's being pushed by 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 the state that is responsible for this genocide that is incorrect and also trying to cover and also there are celebrities who are anyways there are a lot of things that are happening that are not good um so make sure that you're on the right side of things if you are not on the rights on not i don't want to say the right side of things on the correct side of things make sure you are on the correct side of things and if you are not on the correct side of things please stop listening to our podcast because you're in the wrong place <laughs> um <laughs> um but yes i understand where you're coming from it's it is very difficult to listen to but i'm i i think it is a it is a a conversation that needs to be had um we at the red text are adamantly here to say that we are on the side to free palestine because palestine is in the middle not this is not this is not a new thing they have been they have been subject to a um ethnic cleansing and genocide for many many years um but now it's part of the conversation so let's make it so that you know make it louder make it so mm-hmm. that everyone can hear them so that and then also at the same time if you can put put money into it fund it yeah. um we i mean they the israel is being funded by the united states there's not a lot we can do about that
0: but except boycotting time, certain companies this damn
1: this damn iron this uh, this iron dome bullshit that i just can't i don't want to hear about anymore I can't I can't stand it anymore. It's 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 it it's it's not even to the point yet where I'm numb. Like I'm waiting to get to, to become numb to all this stuff because like mm-hmm. it's still pissing me off, like constantly pissing me off. I was like if I hear Biden mention the iron dome one more fucking I swear to god.
0: Wait, I, I haven't it. I I haven't heard that. What's the iron dome? It's the iron dome
1: is their it's their defense. It's that's what the iron dome is. It's like a it's like a metaphorical dome that is like it's their defense it's like you know being their israel's defense like guns Mm. and tanks and you know whatever the iron dome it's their protection their defense against against Mm. the against whatever whatever they want to call it um it's you know constantly trying to fund the iron dome it's that's that's just the, the constant conversation that's come anyways um free palestine uh um, save the but free the save the kids cease fire for god's sake jesus fucking christ yeah um thank you for bringing it up i think that was important
0: yeah i just think it's i mean i've made it very adamant on my instagram page and threads and, and twitter but i you know we have a platform here and it's important to use our voices to advocate for the the correct side of history yes um, and you, if you but... don't like i said again if you don't agree with
1: this please stop listening to us i do not want to hear it i don't want to hear it yeah. I don't want to hear if you, yeah. if you disagree with us, please just disagree in silence. Leave us alone. Bye-bye. Just go away.
0: <laughs> but, um, I, I think this might've been one of our longer check-ins cause it's almost already been half an hour. So I don't uh, care.
1: Whatever. We haven't spoken to each other in
0: weeks. I know. Uh,
1: I know. I know. It's, it's been forever. It's been a long time, but, Oh, there's that one thing that I told you, you were going to be jealous. Um, mm. Olivia, who is the, uh, uh the witch of wonderlust is going to be passing by la and we're going to be hanging out for a day and you're not going to
0: be there wow <laughs> fuck the two of you <laughs>
1: they told Frankie. i was like oh i'm passing by la for a day i was wondering if we can like get lunch or something i was like absolutely let's do it <laughs> it's like i can't wait to tell rye oh man oh my
0: god
1: well, you know, i'm gonna let her know that you said hi
0: but yeah so today's episode I, it's something so so simple it can be so complex depending on how you work with it yeah which is also something I'm so surprised we haven't talked about yet because it's also like one of the basics of of a magical practice color magic
1: yeah color magic is something that we've never actually I mean I think we've hit on it a couple of times I'm sure in passing um we've talked about uh, like uh, like some sort of color association but yeah color yeah. association is actually quite important in my and personally my practice especially because I produce products including candles that use color association and the color is actually quite important. Um, So yeah. So, okay. I think it's really important for us to first, for anyone who doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, what does that actually mean? What does color magic mean?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it also like, this is an area where you can see the interweaving between both metaphysical and, and like science, right? So like colors, are, I'm not a science major, so please forgive me if I get this wrong, but from what I understand is that colors are, you know, frequencies of light that have or emit their own specific wavelengths. And like like what we see as colors is a specific like wavelength of light, but also in magic specifically, it's that different colors carry different, um, you know, intentions. And those intentions can vary depending on different spiritual traditions, as well as different um, cultural beliefs, but uh, across different cultures, you'll also find similar mm. associations for, for colors. And so in, in magic, you, would, you may use a color for um, enhancing a specific intention, kind of like how you may use something for sympathetic magic, like using an eggplant to represent someone's dick to perform some type of spell specifically on that appendage, sure. uh, or, or statues of a male or female figure to to influence that type of, of quality or person. Same sure. with colors. You would you would incorporate a specific color or multiple colors to focus your attention and energies into manifesting or affecting that specific association with that color is how right. I understand it to be but uh how how would you how would you define it or well i would
1: define it i think the best way especially because you brought it up like let's let's everyone has gone to uh, if you've been to an occult shop i'm pretty sure you've seen a penis candle okay and the penis candle is a very effective way it's it's a very effective way of performing sympathetic magic and um so let's talk about like a penis candle penis candles you can you can find them anywhere any in any Mostly any occult shop, you'll, you'll find phallic candles that are literally in shape of penises. Um, and they come in different colors. And the colors, like the mold will be exactly the same, right? It'll be the exact same shape, but the colors will differ. And that's important because you can use a, a, a penis candle for, let's say, for example, a red or a pink one, right? You can use a red one for lust. You can use a pink one for love. Um, but then if you find a black one, like let's say okay so like a red one can help with um uh, can help with maybe someone who has issues with keeping it up or with a sexual drive it can help increase sexual drive or uh, yeah like their libido or maybe holding an erection um, as opposed to maybe a black penis candle which can make someone impotent or can make someone um, uh sh- shoot blanks <laughs> uh, make someone infertile okay or make someone um n- not sexually desirable um so the color the color mat uh, the color matters you know there 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 are reasons why folks would use um different colors of uh like for example we have a cursing candle a cursing uh, novena candle or um a sub- 9-day uh, spell candle which is black and black is typically um associated with earth or saturn and um that will typically be um associated with something like a curse or some sort of um hex work um we also have a venomie candle which is um which would be associated with venus or something that's very venusian and that's a pink candle and that's kind of like a come to me candle right um kind of like an attraction candle we also have um love candles which are typically red which is, um, which could be Marshall, which, you know, you know, Mars is associated with red because it's kind of like a powerful more, you know, like a, like a, like the war on love, right. Power, like a power, it's kind of like a, a powerful color. Um, but also at the same time, color associations vary because, um, red could be, um, passion or power, or it could be power and war. Um, and then, also at the same time, in some cultures, red is lucky. Like um, uh, brides in China wear red to their weddings because it's considered a a, 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 a lucky color. Um, so it really depends. There 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 are different um, uh, uh, you know associations with color that I think can be played with. But I think there's a lot of things like, especially within the magical um, realm, especially within like um, so like magic social media where there's kind of like a generalized idea like money is associated with green candles which isn't necessarily true because money isn't money mm-hmm. is green in the United States but in the Philippines money is different colors there's orange money there's mm-hmm. yellow money there's green money there's red money you know um so that also differs i like to associate money with gold mostly i like gold because i think I that's was just more gonna universal say that. yeah that's mm-hmm. much more universal um, silver is something that I like to associate with emotions because silver is associated with, it's very lunar. So, and silver is associated with the moon. So moon, lunar, moon, as emotions. Um, and then anything obviously with blue would be um, um, very aquatic or, or water. Um, so a lot of that would be um, associated with relationships, right? Um, so very cups energy right so if you see like if you notice if you go through the tarot like a lot of the cups the a lot of the cups there's a lot of water elements they're very blue cards um very cold cards you know very it's very associated with relationships and how your relationships are are um kind of work and that's also some way i also associate color is my in my tarot readings is if something is very blue, I, I see it as very um, like uh, relationship-heavy. Like, there's not one person that's associated here. It's more than one. If I see a lot of mm. reds, I know that, that there's a lot of passion or some sort of um, very, um, uh, there's a lot of um, turmoil. when it, There's a lot of reds. There's, there's a lot of um, things happening at the same time. It's very vibrant. It's very alive. Um, if I see a lot of um, yellow, there's a lot of happiness. There's a lot of joy. It represents the sun to me, uh, very solar right so there's colors are important and also i don't necessarily want to be ableist because i have friends who can't see these colors like my friend jeff i don't remember what kind of color blindness they have but um i know that they can't see some some shades of green and blue um so like Mm -hmm. i I also don't want to make it so that where it's like everything like color is everything that's not like it definitely isn't um so um but, you know, in some cases, it, it, it's important, you know, the color the color association yeah. is important.
0: I think to add on to that note of like ableism and people's lived experiences too, it made me think how like these things only have meaning if you're able to like understand them, right? Like if someone's born blind and has no idea what particular colors look like, but have a magical right. practice, I I can't speak on behalf of them, but my, my assumption would be that that color wouldn't really have a meaning for them because they haven't experienced it. Like you can describe, especially someone blind from birth, right? Like you can describe a color to them, but because they haven't really seen it or understood it, like why would that influence their magic? Right. So it's all again, like kind of like our own cultural and subconscious associations with these things as well. Um, Just to, just to add on to your example with, with your friend, Jeff, who can't see certain things um, or certain colors, I should say, but yeah. Um, I guess some color associations I have too, like, it was interesting. I took a workshop once, I think with Jay Allen cross and I remember blue coming up and like blue is not a color I associated with protection. I think it was one of his workshops. Don't quote me on that. But, um, some workshop I took associated blue, blue, white, black, and red with different forms of protection, which I thought was very interesting. Like white is a very like pure kind of like, it's just going to transmute whatever harm is sent that way. And kind of just, you know live and let God take care of it. Black is more so like protection in a way that's going to be like vengeful. Um, And then blue was like, I think described as more like a shield. Like it's just like, it's a guard. Like it's a protection. Like you're not sending it back Hmm. necessarily and you're not sending it to like be like transmuted into anything. It's just like a shield. And then I think red was also... An aggressive form of protection that's like, oh, you're sending something my way, like, I'm gonna send it 10 times harder back to you. Um, so I feel like black and red can be used in those aggressive kind of return to sender type protection. So we can see here, at least in my, my view of like how these four different colors can all be associated with protection, but in various different ways. Um,
1: yeah that's that's actually really interesting because I don't see blue as a protective color at all. Like I see blue as relationships and it's very uh, especially not just relationships but um, communication. Um, communication mm-hmm. is, is something that I associate with blue. But if you really see like if you if you think of the different colors planetar- like in a, on a planetary like on a planetary aspect, like red can be a very martial form of protection. And blue yes. can be a very mercurial, a mer- a mercurial form of protection, right? Protecting yourself mm-hmm. with your words, protecting yourself with your truth, right? So that's a different, yeah. very different kind of protection as, as opposed to something that is red, which is much more martial, which is like a very um, physical protection, right? Actual physical protection yeah. as opposed to another spiritual protection, which could be black, which is very Saturn, you know, it's very Saturn centered. Mm-hmm. So I think it really does depend on because you can also consider green to be protective and green can be, you know, you know, financial protection. You know, because yeah. that's what I do. I do any sort of um, you know, monetary protection. I use a green candle.
0: Yeah. You know, um interesting. What other colors? So I'll I'll just go through what I associate each color with what are the colors? Um
1: <laughs> what colors? What are colors?
0: <laughs> so I what are colors? um name a woman uh white <laughs> i see as just white just um general all purpose especially like for those who may have um financial inaccessibility to various materia or um magic materia that white can be substituted for anything else because white i forgot the scientific um explanation for it but i think white is like all colors right like white contains the wavelength of mm-hmm. all colors or something like that i um, thought so white it makes an
1: absence of colors or I maybe black is the mind. absence of colors
0: i think i think black is the absence of colors sure sure let's just let's assume that we're correct let's, yeah let's uh, say that someone correct us if need be but um but white i see is like you know like purity um You can use that for blessing which is interesting because as you were talking for some reason i also associate like the color blue with blessing but um like in general terms like white can be used for blessing protection again substituting really for any other purpose sure um black like you were mentioning like it's a, a saturnian um associations with protection also hexing cursing jinxing whatever that may look like for somebody um negating even just like like canceling something out like if you I feel like if you did a working for yourself or for someone else and suddenly you want to like cancel out that working, I feel as though black would be what I would turn to for like for for breaking a spell.
1: I also feel like I, I don't I'm sorry to interrupt you. I also feel like black is very neutral. It's very um, there, there's something it's only because I associate with the earth. Um, So like black, I feel very neutral is very neutral it's not it's not hot it's not cold it's just kind of right in the middle um it's a Mm -hmm. good kind of starting point for me it could either be very um uh uh very hot or very cold not necessarily temperature wise but like kind of magic wise it could be very active or also very very um demure you know it kind of it's it it, it, you could you can really fuck with black a lot you know what i mean
0: Yeah. yeah yeah totally um what color do I want to go next i'll do yellow because i like the sun because i'm a leo yellow (laughs) can be abundance prosperity um success Mm -hmm. um i feel like when you think of fire i feel like most people would see the color red but like i think in terms of magic like yellow because when i see or at least when i use candles or, or color associations for helping me to like um achieve a certain goal or or help promote success like yellow is what i personally think of yellow or orange um but uh but that's what i associate with yellow um happiness too like i really feel like again we also always espout on this platform that like don't ever substitute um you know typical modern mental health methods for magic, like integrate the two, don't choose one, or the, one over the other necessarily. But um, if you're going through like a bout of, of sadness um, or depression or whatever, like yellow is something I would personally try to turn to, to help bring some brightness and levity into my life or into someone's life that is going through kind of like a melancholic period. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even pairing that with white and blue. So you're kind of covering like all the bases of like emotion and spirit and promoting the happiness and joy. Um, blue, it's interesting that you mentioned silver for emotions. I never thought about that, but I mean, when you, when you make that association with the moon, that does make sense. Um, cause I mean, the, the moon rules the tides anyways, but mm-hmm. I generally tend to see blue for sure as, as emotions, both as communication. If you look at kind of like the Westernized version of the seven chakras, you can also associate, uh, color magic with those two. So again, blue is the throat chakra. So right, that's right. Communication. Mm-hmm. Um, just how kind of like yellow is associated with the mixing it up it's either the soul i think it's the solar plexus not the sacral Uh, i think the sacral is orange um so the solar plexus i could be mixing the two um but it's that drive of of motivation um and like personal power and then what are the color red like you mentioned already yoga like yeah red can be domination if you associate it with mars it can be Mm -hmm. um definitely like a more fearsome form of protection and and reversal, especially when paired with black Um, love sex. um, I would say more sex than, I would say more sex
1: than love too. It's a lot. I think it's a little bit more um, like you said, it's martial, So it's, it's a little bit more active than just like love. Like, I think it's a little bit more passionate, right? Like for someone Mm -hmm. that I want to have sex with, I want to give them a red rose, but someone I want to fall in love with, I want to give them a pink rose. Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and i mean like even looking at like again cultural associations right like when we see valentine's day right even when it's like uh uh, promoting like the love between like lovers like we see like red hearts and and red candies and red things like that so i do think it can be used for love but i think when looking at it deeper especially within a planetary sense like venus is love and venus is more so pink than it is red so i agree with your point there um but if we're talking like just bare bones basics for someone who's just starting out yeah, sure, you can use red for love. Um, but I feel like when you expand your practice, you'll see like the nuances in, in choosing one color over another. Well,
1: here's a little bit of nuance, because I do see pink as more like a, like a pink color, like a pink rose to be much more Venusian, but I see a red rose. Okay, so I see a pink rose to represent love to be more Venusian, but I see a red rose to represent love as more Marian. So... Hmm. both still work. Cause I, I don't, I don't prefer when I, when I erect an altar, like at our events um I prefer red roses. I prefer red roses as an offering than any other color. Like I, I associate Mary with red roses, no other color. Oh, well, I mean, that's not true, but I prefer them as an offering when I give them to her. As red roses which is strange so i think it depends on who you're talking to it depends on who you're actually Mm -hmm. giving them to because to me i prefer to give her red roses i prefer to be covered and oh that's so weird i'm wearing my i'm wearing my my rose jacket um but that's that's what i prefer i prefer red roses i'm more i for some reason i'm more inclined to be more attracted to red roses because i think that they represent just generally speaking love in a marian sense but like in like a Venusian sense, it is pink, it is much more gentle, it's much more, mm-hmm. it's much more innocent, it's much more, um, in, in a way, loving, you know, I think that red yeah. is a passionate love, not necessarily sexual, but a very, very deep, passionate love is
0: associated mm-hmm. with red, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And because pink, I've been, I've learned to like, is is one for platonic love but two also like self-love right so i i see i see i see um your point as well it's like red is is more passion love whereas i feel pink is more like unconditional love whether that's of Mm. self or of others so Mm. it's like again that's a spectrum of like what type of love because love you know is hard to really pinpoint into one single you know box um I'm trying to think if I'm, oh, blood, um, blood can be associated with red candles, right? So if you're trying to like sap someone's life force, or even maybe even trying to promote one's life force, um, like vitality is the word I'm looking for, like red could be used with that association as well. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it can be used for glamour magic too, because uh, I, I feel like, like when I think of lipstick, the first color that comes to mind is like a red lipstick. And so I, I feel like red and pink as well could be associated with glamour. Um, but definitely red it, again. It, the spectrum of how you use that color with that glamour, like it, pink, would be like I just want to feel pretty, whether that's for myself or for others. Whereas red's like I want to look fucking hot and like make people fucking just get their pussies wet over me. Mm-hmm. Like no, again, totally. spectrum nuance here. Totally, um, I'm I'm
1: on the same boat. I know exactly where because what what you're talking about, especially when you mentioned makeup, like you're you're hitting the right bells for me because. Like when I do events, when we, when we vend, I wear gold. I always wear gold um, because I want, I need the prosperity. I need, I need the flow. I need the money. I mean, we're running a business, right? So I need, I, I need the clientele. I need, you know, I need the customers to come and spend money and, you know, trust me. And so I wear gold um, at my events at least one day, um, either on my lips or on my eyes or on my clothing. I wear gold in some way and wear gold jewelry or silver jewelry, things like that to promote that. To, to promote those, those currents, to promote that magic, right. To bring forth abundance and, and, um, and uh, prosperity. Oh, and also white, uh, white is something that I wanted to touch on because you were talking about white being kind of like pure and kind of representing purity and kind of um, being untainted, mm-hmm. um, which I agree with. That's something that I can definitely, and it's also kind of like a catch-all like white is catch-all. It also represents purity, peace, right. Um, especially within like white doves or, you know, things like that. But I also see white, um, there is an association with white representing death because white roses and white lilies are what's given at funerals. So white is also Mm. something, and also there are folks, there are different places in the world. Where after a mourning period, especially in the Philippines, some places in the Philippines, in my my region of the Philippines, this is what happens. This is what my grandmother did was after a, a period of mourning, you wear black during your mourning period, and afterwards, after a certain time, you wear nothing but white. And some women or some some people wear white white for the rest of their lives after they mourn hmm. like their spouse. Um, so white is kind of associated with death in that way where, you know, you give white roses. You don't give black roses at a funeral. You usually give white roses or white flowers, especially white lilies. Yeah. White lilies are associated with death very heavily. Um, and, um, that's why my, my grandmother, um, Uh, the one that's still with us she doesn't accept white flowers she doesn't if someone tries to give her white flowers she always rejects them she always says thank you but i can't accept those because she believes that it's it's um it's kind of accepting an early death um wow so there was this one time where I, i i got her a gorgeous dozen of these gorgeous white roses. They were so stunning. They were probably the most purest, most untainted. They looked fake. Like they didn't even look real. They were so stunning and they were very expensive. They were like $50 for the dozen. And I was like, these are beautiful. It was her birthday. And I found them and I was like, oh God, she would love these. I gave this, I I tried to give them to her. I was like, baby, I can't take those because they're white. Like I can't take those from you because they're white. You can keep them, but I can't take them. And I was like, oh, my God, these are so stunning. I I can't believe you're not going to take these white. She's like, they're gorgeous, but I can't take them because that means that I'm accepting an early death. And that's how I learned
0: it. How fascinating. Yeah. But I'm, I'm assuming you got to keep them for yourself.
1: Yeah, but this is before I, way before I was practicing. Like, this is like in my uh, like early 20s like this was like i just thought they I mean, were so pretty flowers there was just pretty flowers and i did get i i got to, i got to keep them but i threw them away as soon as they passed away as soon as they passed away as soon mm. as they died
0: as soon as they wilted i threw <laughs> um, them away but i mean white too is also the color of bone so it makes sense that white sure. can also be used for for things related to death as well i mean mm. even looking at santa muerte right like you know the our lady of bones is is made of white but um <sighs> what oh, else? let's okay, go into white.
1: that. Let's go into color associations with Santa Muerte because I think that's important. Because there are oh yeah yeah, yeah. there are aspects of Santa Muerte that are that are different, and you can mm-hmm. see different aspects of Santa Muerte in different ways, and they're 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 called upon for different reasons, and that's something that mm-hmm. I've become very familiar with, especially within the last couple of years, being friends with you and being friends with Franny, my two friends who are like the biggest Santa Muerte devotees that I know. Um, yeah. She has associations that I think are really important.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because that's when... So I learned a lot of what I know, almost everything I know about Santa Muerte through City Alchemist, um, specifically Alexis Ardando and the six-month Santisima Muerte course. And that's when I learned gold being associated with money rather than green, because as you were mentioning earlier, like gold is like, you know, we have the gold standard, like gold can be traded cross-culturally and still have a very high significant value. Whereas, as you were mentioning too, like not every currency in every culture is it revolves around the color green. Like we only know that as, as, as Americans because that's, that's our currency color. Right. But like in a, in a different country where green is, isn't the currency, color like that's not gonna really make sense to use that color um energetically for that purpose within a magical practice and so in the in la cota de santa muerte i guess i should preface too like traditionally traditionally it only used to be um santissima muerte in in black white and red those used to be the only three traditional colors and those are still the three traditional colors but now you see her in her her siete colores, or seven color robe um encompassing gold blue um green um purple and am i forgetting a color did you see blue already White, like blue okay yeah blue green because i've seen blue yeah i think that i think that's everything um and so the interesting thing that i learned from city alchemist which i thought was amazing is that the red santa muerte usually in in modern culture you only see her representing you know things to do with passion with love um with emotion because that's what we see red revolving around but traditionally red was encompassing anything of the earth anything of the material realm so you would actually turn to the red santa muerte for anything to do with with finances with with looking for a job with bringing in money and prosperity because those are all earthly material um, physical matter areas that she would rule over with that traditional color and that was just mind-blowing to me because without having learned that from alexis like i never ever would have thought that i would turn to her red robe for, for those purposes, I would have gone to like to green or to gold or to silver. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're looking at just those three traditional colors, yeah. White is um, white would rule like the spiritual realm healing um, anything to do with um, which is spell casting, which is separate from brujeria. the, um, the Santissima negra. Her black aspect would be the one that you would turn to for brujeria, and then the red aspect um could also maybe deal with healing because red is also a predominant color within um the folk healing of curanderismo but um but yeah white is like spirituality protection um and here's also where you would see both white and black being protection but in two very drastic different forms right like white um la, um la blanca is like a um more softer gentler protection spiritual protection whereas like um la negra the black santa muerte is like i'll protect you like who do you need me to go fuck up right um, so again that nuance and how protection can show up differently within within particular colors um, I know there's like brown that's used with Santa Muerte and I think some people use brown for necromantic work uh, which personally I, I would just turn to La Negra because she's the one who like is more associated with the underworld um, and you can see reflections of the Mesoamerican concepts of the the upper world, middle world, and underworld was Santa Muerte. White being upper world, red being middle world, and and black being the underworld. Um, I'm trying to think what other robe colors. I mean, gold we already said currency is the same, uh, money, prosperity. Um, green would be probably more like uh, green could also be used with things like related to herbs and the earth. I was about to say and... like that
1: sounds very nature, right? That's how I associated yeah. green yeah. is nature. Yeah.
0: Yes, and. Uh, blue is used for um it's very popular with students it's used for like knowledge and wisdom uh, we already mentioned oh, communication um studying yeah and then uh, oh the purple santa muerte is meant for everything under the realm of like developing your psychic senses and your psychic abilities right intuition um which is similar again if we look at the the third eye chakra is is i right. believe like purple indigo which mm-hmm. is again associated with psychic abilities and intuition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um am i forgetting anything did i pass a color or anything you like a color that you are curious about specifically within santa muerte does that cover i don't i don't
1: i think you i think you covered all of them i mean um yeah the ones that i'm most familiar with um, especially working closely and casting closely with Franny are definitely the black aspect because that's the one that they're devoted to so I know secondhand how immensely intense that that um, aspect is I have not experienced the full kind of power of that aspect because I just don't think I don't think she's going to show herself to me yet it, you know I just don't think I'm i'm ready for that um i know that the that those currents are very very intense because we have casted together and they're not they're heavy they're heavy currents Mm -hmm. um they're Mm -hmm. heavy workings and they i know that the black the black aspect is one that she uses kind of generally speaking like she she does call upon other aspects of Santa Muerte within our um with within our conjurings depending on what we're working on. But the black one is the one that she is um solely devoted to as far as I know. Um so the black one is is one that she takes with her to our events, the ones that she prays to the most, um, the one that she um that she deals with on all aspects of of of, of their life is, you know, finances, love protection all of it um especially within her curse work obviously um totally yeah 100 um so that's the one i was mostly um familiar with because just from exposure from you know my friends um the blue one i was not really um uh familiar with especially because when you mentioned Mm -hmm. um you know something having her represent um academia or in um knowledge as the blue aspect that's interesting because i i associate um like what you said like psychic abilities with purple but i also uh, associate knowledge with purple so like if i needed to um if i needed to do something um when it comes to studying something i would i would actually associate with with purple um Hmm. and i associate blue with with um like i said before relationships um yeah and, and communication um communication is really heavy with me with blue because like i associate the crystal um lapis with communication so i mm-hmm. think that's the reason why i associate it so heavily with blue is and also water um is blue um well water is not technically blue the sky is blue and then it reflects off of water and then makes it blue i i know whatever like sure science whatever but water is blue <laughs> shut the fuck up like water is blue um so that's why i associate like water and blue with like relationships and um, sometimes emotions um, because of the tides and um, relationships in regards to emotions with 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 blue Mm. so it really goes back and forth um it really does depend on on your own intentions depends on your own associations on your own um climate your own part of the world because it really does it differs it really truly does um there i don't think that there's necessarily a i do believe that there is a wrong and a right but i also think that there's nuance in that there's a little bit of leaning there's you can lean you know one way or another it doesn't necessarily mean you're right or you're wrong because you associate it differently um yeah like anything that is citrus um i associate with the sun but people use limes to hex all the time to curse. But I see, did I say limes or lemons? Lemons to hex. But I use I use lemons for vitality. I use lemons for um for um, energy. Um, I see lemons as something that um kind of uh, perks you up. You know, I, I see I see the sun in a lemon, or I see the sun in a grapefruit, or I see the sun in an orange. You know, it's very it's very solar to me um and then things like and that 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 differs you know some people don't see it that way people effectively use lemons for curse work you know to sour Mm -hmm. to sour a situation to sour a person you know putting cloves in an orange i mean uh, putting cloves in a lemon is a very effective hex um with a petition very effective hex um and then like sealing it with black wax it's a very cool spell it's a very very cool spell. Putting like a someone's name on a petition paper and folding it up and putting it into a lemon and then dropping some cloves in it, like stabbing some cloves into it and then sealing it with a black candle. Whoa, Lord, that's a very good, very good hex, very effective hex. But I don't see it that way. I don't use lemons that way. I use lemons as uh, yeah for cleansing and for for um for vitality, for for life, for energy.
0: Um, it was interesting because I I remember um sorry, did you have another thought before I transition? Nope um i don't i have no thoughts
1: no thoughts here
0: (laughs) head empty yeah uh when you were talking about red red. (laughs) (laughs) um thoughts just slide it right off uh when you're talking about red um being used for people for for example like with impotence and like trying to help get it up and, and and help with erectile dysfunction i was also thinking how red too could also be used to heat things up in the manner of like causing irritation right like if you want to like influence someone getting like an sti like using like red chili flakes in the color red (laughs) with something like you know phallic to represent their dick or whatever (laughs) appendage you're trying to curse um like red we can see use as passion but also like to heat things up whether for good or for bad
1: it's a good point i use red pepper flakes on a lot of stuff Cause it's abrasive, right? It's really, it's an, mm-hmm. it's, it's also in a very, it's a very passionate color, but it's also sometimes depending on how you want to associate it. It's very abrasive. Something, if you get an abrasion on your skin, it's not something that you want there. It's very irritating. It's, it's sometimes very painful. Um, so yeah, I, I do appreciate that, that association. That's a, that's, that's a good one because I mean, that didn't occur to me until you said it. That makes a lot of sense to give someone like, to give something, someone on a really annoying day, you know, something that I just kind of just popped into my head. is like, if you want to give someone a rash, like taking a piece of like um, pig skin, pigs, pigs, I use a lot in my craft folks. You need to understand pigs. I use a lot in my craft because pig skin is the closest you can possibly get to human skin without using human <clears> skin. <throat> it, it, it reacts this more or less the same way as human skin. That's why a lot of tattoo artists actually use pig skin to, to tattoo they practice on pig skin. Mm-hmm.
0: Where do you get pig skin?
1: From the from the Asian supermarket, darling.
0: Ah. Uh, <laughs> I knew pig's blood. I didn't know you could get pig skin. Oh, pig's
1: blood. Ooh, can we talk about pig's blood for oh, this is a this is a color episode. Oh, but God, pig's blood is very, very good. I love using pig's blood. It is a very effective thing to use, especially in curse work. If you want to Oh,
0: food, I was just thinking of food. <laughs> Well, yeah, that too. Magic, yeah, no, no, (laughs) that
1: too. I can't, I can't eat it anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't eat. I can't eat pig's blood anymore. But um, yes, there is this dish in the Philippines called dinuguan. That's it's like a, Mm. it's like a pig's, it's like a pig's, it's a pork stew, and the sauce is made with pig's blood, and it is garlicky, Mm -hmm. and it is spicy, and it is oh so good. It is so So yummy, and I haven't had it in years because I just I don't eat pork anymore. Um, But using pig pig's blood in magic is can really f- fuck things up mm,
0: it's say more
1: wonderful making recently <laughs> recently i needed to i mean it wasn't like recently within the last couple of weeks it was within the last year um one of my most recent curses mm. <laughs> was making a clay poppet of someone and putting them in a jar and putting and and filling the jar with pig's blood and then burying the jar in the park which i did and it worked and it's still working currently as we speak um and you know you know who this person is um uh, <laughs> it's very effective you can get your hands on pig's blood if you're in a place where they you have an asian supermarket you can buy pig's blood by the court you can get it by the court and um it's very 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 effective and you can get pig skin too you can you can get um, like if you buy pork belly from any grocery store there's there's a layer of pig skin on it that you can use um, especially the asian market because they don't take the the top layer of skin off they keep this the top layer of skin off, which is in my opinion the most delicious part um, and you can use pig skin for curse work you can i mean it's that's sympathetic magic you can put your you can put the person that you want to target's name on that skin and if you want to influence some sort of lesion or injury for legal reasons. I'm going to say that's not possible, but um, I'm just saying (laughs) that it's you can use it. You can because um, it's very close to the way that um, human skin looks. Um, Ooh, or you can put a name. You can uh, put a name of someone that you don't like on a piece of pig skin and throw it into the woods and just have the animals take care of it. Just saying.
0: Love that. There's one color I'm really curious your associations with, and that's gray. Cause when I when I think of gray, or when I've been thinking of gray, like the only association I've been able to muster up off the top of my head is like neutral, like neutralization. So kind of like same thing as like black being used to break spell work. Like I was only really able to think of gray in the aspect of like neutralizing something. Um, but I was having trouble like picturing other associations because we we see gray as like a blend of of black and white. But I'm curious, like, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, your associations.
1: I have used gray mostly in in jinxes because gray is like fog. So if you want Mm. to blur someone's vision, blur someone's path, or if you want to, you know, slow someone down, I would use gray. Um, gray is not something that is easily accessible, especially in within candle wax that I don't think I've ever seen a gray candle before unless it's like some sort of specialty candle. I know that they exist. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think I've seen gray candles at like anthropology, like those like, like artesian, like taper candles that come in like cornflower cornflower blue and like you know those like yeah those like weird colors you know what i mean i know i've seen because i saw
0: some i I saw some at a store in sf uh it's called the scar i don't know if you went to the scarlet sage when you were Uh, yeah you took me there yes well it moves stores now it's no longer in the mission it's on uh fillmore street which is um in the fillmore area and um yeah, that's where I saw gray candles, and it just got me thinking. I'm like, I've personally never really used a gray candle, and most books that I read, even for beginners or advanced, don't usually, mm-hmm. at least off the top of my head, really um, include gray. So I was really curious what what your thoughts on that were because I was like, I was starting to think, I'm like, I've never used a gray candle, and I'm curious, like, I'm having trouble thinking of associations with it.
1: Yeah, I would say like think of like smoke. Like, what would you yeah. associate smoke with? You know, smoke is something that would is blind oh,
0: visibility.
1: yeah, invisibility would be a good one. Yeah, invisibility is good. Um, something to to, like I said, to hinder someone's vision, to blind someone. Mm. Yeah, so it really depends on how you see it. I think I think gray is very effective. Um, but I usually when when I use gray, I don't use candles because I don't have gray candles. I use just markers, you know, like a gray marker or a great, mm-hmm. um what something that everyone has access to something that's gray is a pencil you know graphite is gray so you can use gray you can um one uh one thing that i just from the top of my head a really good spell you can use is you know something that's um drawing a pair of eyes and then um writing the person's name on the petition paper and drawing a pair of eyes and then like you know using a graphite pencil filling out those eyes and kind of blinding them and making their their vision a little hazy and making it making you more invisible to them i think is a really good association for gray
0: Mm, how creative um well now that we've covered like most of the associations with colors and by all means what we listed was not exhaustive but i feel like we covered it generally enough that i i would love for us to go into moving into like working with these colors like in practical ways, whether that's like within certain materia or sure. like charm bags or what have you. So what, what are some ways you like to incorporate color magic um, more specifically into, into your practice?
1: Well, I can use examples of what I've actually used in my actual practice. Um, yeah. Which I think would be appropriate. Something that I'm actually learning how to do right now, or I'm trying to figure out how to do is um, I'm, I'm, I want to craft... Um, I got this, I got this idea actually from, um, Chilling Adventures of Serena. Um, I, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember that episode where she was trying to cut, she was doing a cord cutting. Um, she wanted to cut cords with, um, with Nick. Did you watch Chilling Adventures? You did, right?
0: That was the, the live action remake one, right? Mm Mm-hmm yeah I watched it I don't think I finished all the way through I saw season one I think okay that's all.
1: this I think this happened in season one um <clears throat> Sabrina was doing a cord cutting it was a very good one she had two pillar candles two red pillar candles and they were joined by one wick and I thought that was so cool I've never seen that before and now I want to try to figure out how to craft it because I want to I want I want to sell them they're they're fucking cool I've never seen them before so I want to craft like a cord cutting um two cord cutting pillar candles that are joined by a wick and um i've used cord cuttings um i've used a cord cutting with a past relationship not a romantic relationship a a platonic a a very very deep long friendship that i used to have and i think i performed this like two years ago um and it worked um very very it was very it worked very well fortunately and unfortunately because like yeah, there are times where you know, you miss someone. You miss you miss a friend sometimes. Um and I used two pillar candles. No. Taper candles. I used two uh long red taper candles. Um because we had a very very deep relationship. We were very close friends. We went all the way back to like freshman year of high school. And so there was a lot of love there that I just kind of wanted to disconnect from. And I used a I used a uh, black cord because that's what i had on hand i use uh, like a black embroidery cord also if you want to use if you want to use a um, color association and you want to use strings get embroidery embroidery thread from like michael's or whatever because they come in every color imaginable and they're really really cheap so just use the, that's that's a, and they're cotton so they they catch fire really easily Anyways, I, I've gotten really great results, and I also use the embroidery to make like uh, embroidery thread to make like um, protective bracelets and like things like like those friendship bracelets. You can use those for magic. I just hope you guys know that if you use if you learn how to make a simple friendship bracelet with, and you can use color association, you can use those things as um you know you associate colors and not magic with them, and they're very very effective. Um, and you could just like learn how to make those online. They're really easy to make. Um, but anyways, so. I used like a black cord and I kind of intertwined like in like an infinity sign, like the cords kind of like formed an infinity sign around the, um, the taper candles. And then I burned those and it was a way to kind of cut cords with a very, very deep loving relationship that I had with another person. And it worked. It was very, very effective. Um, so red and black. So red to represent our love for each other, two candles and then black to cut the cord to kind of banish that relationship to kind of get rid of it um uh black is something that i use very very often in my in my in my practice um only because i am so heavily devoted within my practice of death um uh and working with death death spirits or spirits of the dead especially within my um saint saint work my ancestral work as well as my work with our lady of sorrows. So black is something, it's a mourning color, right? It's a color that people associate with mourning and grief. Um, and it's also my favorite color. Um, that's not, that's not true. It's my favorite color to wear. Red is actually my favorite color, but, um, so black is something that I use in, um, a lot of my, um, candle magic, even though black candles are extremely hard to find sometimes. And also when you do find them, they're also very expensive. Um so using black cords is very effective when like I said, cutting, cutting, cutting things, um, cutting relationships, all of that. Um, using uh black candles to banish, using black salt. Um and when I say black salt, it's just or witches' salt, which which is what people say call call it it's just it's just ash um mixed in with salt um to banish um bad spirits. Um visualization. Um, I use, I use black in visualization when I'm trying to clear something out of my brain. I always visualize, um, black smoke in my brain and, or black smoke in my, in my mind. And then I, um, clear it with white smoke. Like I see the black smoke in my, in my brain. And then if I need to clear it from my, I need to clear like some sort of situation or idea or. Um, I usually it, it usually happens with embarrassment. If I'm embarrassed about something, I close my eyes and I see black smoke in my in my head, and then I clear it with white smoke, and I'm no longer embarrassed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's actually very effective. Um, so uh, and then blue, um, I associate with with relationships and friendships, like I've mentioned before. So if I I, I was doing the spell for a friend of mine who was having issues with um with one of their very very good friends and a the big a big part of it was because of this really weird miscommunication that they had and um i told him i was like well this is perfect because if you bl- just burn a blue candle um and inscribe what you want on the on the on the glass itself and say like where you where where the relationship fell and why and um uh, you know write what you want the the resolution to be and then um i want i i told them to kind of uh to, to put it in like this dish with water like to kind of have the 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 like in a uh what do you call it like a bowl with water and then put the candle in the middle of the bowl with water because i wanted mm-hmm. water mm-hmm. to be associated with it and see how it, see how it works and see see how um if you come to sort of some some sort of a resolution it worked very slowly which was strange to me because i i I felt like it was going to work very quickly but it actually worked very very slowly it took months for it to happen but it happened um so now i know that that spell works slowly but it's a very effective spell. a very effective spell where i took a blue candle in a in a bowl of water and let it burn down to um to alleviate some sort of miscommunication very
0: effective uh Was the candle, I'm sorry, did you mention whether it was a glass encased or a taper candle?
1: It was a a glass encased candle because I wanted them to kind of put like their, write their intention on the glass itself and their names and stuff like that and like put it in a bowl of water.
0: Was it loaded with anything in particular? I'm curious. Uh,
1: Yes, I loaded it with with uh, lavender for tranquility because that's what they wanted and um, this is the reason why I thought it was going to work faster because I put cinnamon in it because cinnamon Mm. for me is speed because I want, they wanted it to happen quickly. So I was like, okay, let's put a little bit of cinnamon in it, but it didn't work. I think maybe like the, the, the still water offset the, the cinnamon. So I think Mm. that's what happened Um, because it was still water. It wasn't flowing water. It made the spell work slower, but it also made it more effective. You see what I mean?
0: yeah Um, and then like do you think like if you use like spring or river water from like a flowing source that may have made it or an ocean or ocean
1: water yeah or ocean water probably would have been a little bit more and ocean water is really cool too because ocean water is salty so there's there's a protective aspect to it right um but yeah like shore water um just nothing that's like not moving so like lake water wouldn't work right because that's still water or pond water wouldn't work. Cause that's also still water, but like a river water or here we have where um, ocean water is much more accessible to us than a river. Cause we would have to go to like on a hike to find a river. Um, but we can drive up to the ocean here. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's the reason why I kind of offset that. I don't think the cinnamon really was like, okay, you know what? There's water here. I don't think it's going to be very quick. It's going to, it's going to work really slow. Um, but yeah, I use blue in that spell to kind of influence. Oh, and also put, um, chamomile for um for peace right for for Mm. um for uh so chamomile oh and rose i put i put rose in everything because it's yeah it's you know divine mother i i put rose in everything and rose always to me represents universal love right so um so rose do i put any oils definitely holy water i use holy water and everything um I i don't remember if i put any oils in it probably not Um, and yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of anything. I have a, I have a green candle sitting right next to me with a key around it. So I have Hmm. a prosperity candle. You guys see, you see that black at the top. That's not nice, (laughs) but it's not, it's, it's, it it cleared out a little bit, but I have a green. I was going to say that looks mainly at the top. That's a good sign. Yeah, it is a good sign. Um, but like I have this, this skeleton key wrapped around. I love this fucking key. I wish I could just put this around my neck um but this shit is fucking stopping you it's heavy it's heavy this thing is fucking
0: brass this thing she says that she wears like five chokers and 10 pounds of makeup and actually you know what's so
1: funny i have earrings collectively too oh i have them right here these these earrings are probably the same weight of of this at the same time and these fucking hurt oh my god these hurt um but anyways so yeah i have like this green candle with this green cord which i anointed with my spit i lick i lick all of my my threads yeah i I anoint everything my my threads with my spit and they just wrapped it around this it's a prosperity candle it's like a easy money candle which i like to keep burning next to my my workspace which is my desk Mm.
0: (gasps) bitch off topic i'm so fucking upset because i missed both drops of when matthew venus um of Spiritus Akronum dropped those fucking master key talismans. Oh, I know. And like I those set cool, reminders right? and I still fucking did not make it in time. Those were
1: fucking rad. Okay, you know what's really funny that you mentioned Matthew Venus because I am so, I'm just like, wow, you're like my teacher now. Like you're, I'm so obsessed with you. Um, and also they want to be on the podcast, which blows my fucking mind. <laughs> they were like, hey, if you guys want to talk about anything, it's I'm so happy to be there. I was like, I don't even think that you. Are worthy to be talking to me let alone like on this podcast but i i, I also had to talk myself down it's like oh they, they really want to talk to us which is fantastic i just signed up for their um um their uh bone throwing class i just i just mm. bought it i just bought it two days ago it starts at the end of the month and i'm very excited
0: oh how exciting i i still am so behind on that foundation of folk magic course oh, but no. I, I, i'm almost done i know
1: i'm almost done i think i'm on class eight or nine
0: Oh, how exciting.
1: It's very good. Um, you have to get on it. It's very, you know, it's not going to be available forever. You have to make sure you you get on it. it you're not going to have access to it forever. So make sure. I think it's like three months after the last class is given. You have. So, I mean, you still have some time. Okay. But yeah, you just do it. Do it. So and take copious notes. <laughs>
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's what takes me so long to work through them. It's like each episode or each each class video is three hours long. But the way I take notes, like I have to pause, type, and it makes it end up being like, damn, near five it's hours not long. It's three hours
1: long. It's like an hour and a half, relax.
0: I mean, it's still pretty No, cool. those, are, those are, oh, you know what? They're like, no, they're, they're like, like two hour hours long. Okay, they're like an hour and a half to two hours long. Three hours is a okay. long time. Well, the Santissima Muerte classes were like three hours a piece. So that's, I think, what I was mixing it up with
1: how many how many classes were there uh 12 oh wow wow that's that's insane because this one this foundation of folks magazine it's it's 13 and they're like an hour and a half long each
0: i think i don't quote me on that i don't fully remember that's great. Um, but
1: what about you? How about your associations with magic and, and like practical ways to use magic, uh, colors in magic colors. I'm starting yeah, to um, forget what the fuck we're talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one, one simple little thing I love to do is every Tuesday and Friday, I wear red underwear just to remind me of like the energies of the day and to like carry that with me. And also, cause like, never I wash them, right?
1: Just let them marinate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah no, right. I've never once washed either pair. No. <laughs> um, uh, I always have to look at my altar to remind me. Um, because most of my stuff is all like talisman and amulet based, aside from candle magic, which like we've already covered. um You know what's strange? I only have bronze statues. All of my oh, statues, they're all like solid bronze.
1: No, they're not bronze. They're bronze colored. I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all.
0: I, I was like, damn, girl.
1: I think that I just I don't like the I don't for some reason for me like aesthetic wise, which I mean, I mean, it's, if we're gonna talk about colors and stuff like that, like aesthetics are important. I love aesthetics. But for me, for some reason, I don't like the statues that are like painted. Like I like the ones that are just one color. So it's Mm. like all of my, all of my statues are bronze colored. My Marion statue is bronze. My, my Michael statue is bronze. My Pieta statue is bronze. And I fucking love that thing. It's so stunning. And then my Anthony statue is bronze. I don't know. Bronze is kind of like regal. It's kind of like,
0: royalty i don't know maybe that's just me interesting yeah i think for me like i prefer painted i don't know why i think i don't know for me it's like i I feel like the colors popping just grab my attention more i've just been like not doing any like hardcore magic lately so i'm trying to figure out what like i have been using colors for no i have smooth brain (laughs) my Adderall's wearing off and suddenly my brain can't work i think I think,
1: (laughs) i think rye is buffering but i think there's a virus
0: no, it's bolt. I'm, I'm I'm loading the virus as we speak. Um, right. It's, I feel you like I the really red, only the work red with,
1: underwear is a great example.
0: That yeah. I mean, I don't do anything like oh my head coverings. I try to associate the different colors of my head coverings with different intentions as well. Oh, that's a good um, one. Late, lately, almost every day, it's been it's just been my black one. But on Sundays, I try to opt for like a white one. Um, just to keep like my head in like, a, I guess like a more quote unquote pure state or like with those energies of, of Sunday being associated with, with, with church and, and, uh, higher spirits. Um, I'm trying to think of like how I use green with, uh, money magic. Cause that's when I often do, I don't know why I can't think right now. I'm genuinely like brain farting so hard. Um, Oh, road opening orange. Oh, um,
1: yeah. Oh, I didn't even uh, think about that. We actually, our road openers are yellow we have yellow road openers
0: yeah most of the um road opening i was i was taught or observe is uh is usually orange um i forgot like mm-hmm. the specific reason or origins of that but like i know in a lot of contra work orange is meant for like success in road opening um i haven't i've gotten so many oils from jackson over at house of aphidius love his work they're so potent so good but uh his road opening oil is orange because um I think it comes from uh from palm oil. Palm oil when when melted into like a waxy form is uh is orange and that's used a lot in conjure work for road opening. Um so that's where I get like associating orange with road opening. Um, okay. I have I'm trying to think what's on my they alter right now off the top of my head. Cause that's other color stuff that I use. Um I personally opt for black for protection because like I'm very petty and I'm like if something if someone tries to harm me or someone or something I care about, it's like, I want that energy to be returned. not like always love and light. Oh no, no Um, black, black Black works for
1: protection for me too. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, um, I have, I have, um, aconite conjures, uh, dark star oil and compound and they're mm, powerhouses of protection, but also they were specifically crafted to return whatever you're being protected from back to its source. So I love anointing things or dusting areas with her compound. Um, anointing things with her oil but i also have her dark star amulets which are again chef's kiss a1 um i have a pink mala that i use specifically for more like compassion and and like unconditional love work uh especially if i'm like using it to uh with chance to kuan yin um i have a set of corn so i have nine kernels of corn uh three red three blue and three yellow and then each of those colors represent a certain area so like yellow is like health and vitality red is um love and relationships and then blue is um interestingly enough i think in the course i was taught was like more the financial area because i don't have green corn so blue is uh the like finances and success and money and things of that nature which is interesting because again i would never consider blue to be something related to money um mm, that is interesting yeah uh what else Oh, I think when I think of brown, I think of olive wood, because a lot of my rosaries are all olive wood. And I just associate that with being more easily able to connect with um I guess like uh what's the, the opposite of cathanic? ironic spirits? Like the, the again, like just higher not higher vibrational, but like just like upper world spirits.
1: <laughs> higher magic.
0: Oh god. Yeah, higher <laughs> magic. Um
1: Mm, she's, a, she's, a, in a jar. she's a ceremonial magician now, I guess.
0: Oh my god, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> she said no. She
1: said, oh no.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm too poor for ceremonial magic. Right. <laughs> I don't do all those tools. <laughs> she so has
1: no time, no time.
0: <laughs> no. The, the, fuck, that lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. Ma'am, I could make mac and cheese in the amount of time it takes me to do that. <laughs> um, hmm, what else what else i'm like do i have something on me right now i use spit but spit i guess doesn't really have a color
1: what color do you use for your glamour magic do you
0: do you do glamour i a little bit i don't really wear a lot of makeup so i I mainly just incorporate it into my skincare but like those products don't necessarily have like any particular color i do have this um this like glimmery lip balm that i use that is more of a pink hue um and I will anoint my my lips with that. And some Aquaphor for moisture. Um, Love Aquaphor. For, for like making sure the words I speak have have more allure to them. Um, I feel like I recently made something that was a specific color. But I don't see it. So I can't remember what. Because I have a shit fucking memory. I made Florida Water. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. We haven't talked
1: about that yet.
0: Yes. I made it two separate ways. I made one... Florida water batch according to the way Erica Buenaflor directs in her book uh veneration rights of curanderismo which um you get the ingredients and you like simmer them for a certain amount of time and that one was way more fragrant but I don't like how like the liquid looks like it looks like like sewage water which it doesn't smell like that by any means but it, it looks like dirty water whereas the other method I did was like tincturing the herbs like just covering it in, in a high proof vodka and letting those just like macerate for like a lunar cycle to 30 plus days um but the smell on that one did not smell as nice like the color is beautiful and looks more like traditional florida water um not the mass market one you buy but like what you expect to make traditional florida water but the smell was very much like have you ever sm- like not thrown roses away soon after they died yeah. and like they kind of have like that just that dead flowery smell oh, I that's how that the tincture kind of yeah. That's how like the tincture smelled, which I was surprised because there's so many various ingredients in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's because I didn't include enough cinnamon and also I didn't have cloves. And I feel like cloves would have added a much needed like spicy note to the, to the scent, mm, but I did yeah, add some essential oils to balance it out. That smell is like yeah. so
1: sweet. It's like, so it's like saccharine where it's almost like, it's like nauseatingly sweet.
0: I don't like, yeah, that it's not, it's not pleasant. Um, but I did make Florida water and that was awesome. And I do want to make it from scratch, like way more often. Um, Oh God. See, I haven't been doing like a lot of, a lot of magic. So I'm trying to think of what else I've been, I have done colored magic with in the past. I mean, I keep $2 bills in my, a certain amount of $2 bills in my wallet to attract money. And again, like that's green, that's currency. I will dust it with like cinnamon and prosperity powders. Um,
1: Oh, I have the cutest little charm that I like to make every once in a while with dollar bills. <clears throat> Where you? I like, have. You oh, take sorry. Like a, um, you take like two two one dollar bills or two two dollar bills, and you make it into a charm bag. Mm. Uh, you, you sew up, you sew them together, and you make it like a like a pouch out of the two dollar bills. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it's cute. Fun. It's really really cute. You can put herbs inside of it. It's really cute.
0: Yeah. One thing I've actually never done that I, now that you just said that is like, I've never made charm bags from scratch. Like I, I have charm bags that I've purchased from different witches. Um, like a red one for like love and passion and a blue one for um, psychic intuition. But I actually use that one for uh, enhancing my dream work. Um, I mean, cause I, I see that as like going hand in hand with intuition and, and like, again, like blue being like the knowledge and the mind and whatnot. Um, but I've never made a charm bag and I want to, and I know, um, elohim has a has a entire book on on crafting charm bags that i've been wanting to get um,
1: yeah, and they're so cute
0: they are cute and they're very they're very versatile they're just, that's exactly what i was gonna say they're very they're verse queens um mm-hmm. like what else have i done i i do use green for money magic just because again growing up in america where i'm like conditioned to see green as as currency so um oh yeah green candles are pretty much my go my personal go-to for money magic because they're easy Um, yeah 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 and and they're they're not hard to find whatsoever Mm -hmm. i feel like i often go for like seven color candles because for me it's just like all purpose and i feel like unless it's like a really specific working i need to do is when i'll choose a specific color that like like road opening candles i tend to get in seven colors instead of just orange or, or white because it's like i want all areas of my life to open and not specifically like just one mm-hmm. or I'll, I'll I'll get a seven color and dress it and maybe speak to it a specific intention if I do need a specific area totally
1: i have um, i i always have a seven seven color a uh, seven color um candle just on deck just in case because like i'm looking at my candles right now and i have one I have an attraction candle. I have a black candle, which I, 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 like, I'm I so terrified of burning because I found a black candle. I was like, I don't want to burn this. And I was like, I know I'm going to need it. And it's like, I'm just terrified of burning it. I have one seven color and I have like three white because white is so easy. To, it's so easy to find.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll have to um next time I see you, I'll have to bring some down because the Santa Muerte botanic I go to usually has like seven day novena candles but of solid colors and i've i've seen black there the last few times i've gone and it's usually maybe like five six dollars a candle so that's incredible um, because
1: the cheapest i was ab- able to find was seven dollars and the most exorbitant i've ever found was like nine and i was pissed wow i was really mad and it was like in an occult shop and i was like what the fuck are you people doing it was that oh really got
0: p- at that point just Import yourself i
1: know it pissed me off i was so mad i was like you're this is not accessible to everybody like this is mean like it's a really mean thing to do
0: yeah um i guess because most of the magic i've been doing hasn't really been like incorporating any specific colors and i guess that's why it's making me so hard to that's okay right now that's okay um but i don't know i feel like everything else we talked about in the episode can be applied to being creative with figuring shit out, um, yeah. I do try to associate the clothes that I wear with the color, the planetary color of the day. Like I have, um, like these kind of earthy green shirts that I'll wear on Wednesdays because green is associated with Mercury. Um, I mentioned like my white head coverings on Sundays, my red undies on Tuesdays and Fridays. As long as uh, I also have like one red shirt and a couple red flannels, um, it's like it's it's. I guess it's more the simple ways that I incorporate color magic. Like, um, because mm-hmm. other than Novena candles, like, I really don't pay too much attention to the colors I'm using because it's usually, I don't feel like I'm doing too much, like, specific color magic, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Since totally. I mainly just work with Novena candles. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's fine. I mean, I got it. I mean, I can't, so I can't relate to wearing color, any sort of color. I don't wear color, I, I wear black yeah. um, all the time. And so <laughs> a lot of the things that I do. like with my especially within my sympathetic magic or is color magic color is always associated with with what i do most if i have access to it but if i don't everything is white because white is just easy Mm. to do like i'm like i'm right now i'm i'm writing this um i'm writing this prosperity and protection um consecration ritual that we're supposed to be doing at blasphemy and i want to do i want to have a pillar candle that's going to be burning the entire the entire event i want a pillar candle because i want to carve sigils into it and whatever and i was like Mm. what color can i get um and i wanted to get a green one and i was like oh christmas is coming up and i'm pretty sure like you know home goods places are going to have green pillar candles or whatever and i went and they're like this big they're teeny tiny and so and i want a big chunky one like i want one of those fucking church pillars like those big ones and you know who has really big chunky pillar candles is ikea if y'all have ever gone to ikea in their candle mm. section they got like 10 inch fucking pillar candles they're awesome for spell work and they're cheap too they're like six dollars for one that's like 10 inches are awesome um so i think i'm gonna get one of those noted yeah
0: Go I, mean, to ikea. I actually just bought i i bought some beeswax candles because uh one of the oils i bought from house of aphidius uh specifically i think it was the um the oil dama He was saying that uh, when you're opening it to present offerings, it's really preferable if you can to use beeswax candles instead of just like any old, any old like soy or paraffin. And even though beeswax candles have like this natural yellowy honey tint to them, for some reason, I feel like they can also be used as like a white candle, like all purpose because they're just so natural and pure and like of the earth. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just like, I don't know, that just came to mind. And beeswax
1: candles are the ones that you can unwrap you can unravel them right because they're they're
0: rolled if it's if it's if it's made like that yeah like there's beeswax candles you can buy that are like just melted down like any regular candle oh. um, but there are those beeswax candles that are like a sheet of beeswax cuz that that's awesome because up. you
1: can you can unroll them and put herbs in them those are great you mm, can even you can even, even wrap a that. petition in them if you want to
0: that's very true and set that shit
1: on fire like that would be a great like really like put like a fucking like a red petition paper wrap it in that beeswax candle and then light that bitch on fire that she's gonna set on fire and do that do it outside but like that yeah. that would be that would be cool that'd be a cool spell but anyways
0: um one also simple colored magic thing i do is i have multiple colored statues solid colored colors solid colored statues um pocket-sized ones of santa muerte so like if i'm kind of Asking like a certain aspect of her to kind of walk with me throughout the day, I'll, I'll carry that particular statue. Mm. Um, so like blue, if I'm going out to study and and white, if I just, again, all purpose or just basic protection, I, I almost always opt for my red one just because I feel like um, La Roja is the one I have like a more deeper connection to or I've been told I do. Um, so it just feels comfortable to carry her with me. But then like if I feel like I need like important deep protection, then I'll carry like La Negra with me in her little... Her little pocket-sized statue. Um, so I guess the ways I focus my color magic is like very more. Aside from aside from novena magic is very much like more like tiny little ways.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm into that. Keep it simple. Don't don't think too heavy. I'm just and also associate the colors with how you feel. Like how does how does yellow feel to you? How does green feel to you? How does blue feel to you? If green represents cursing to you, then I mean I would love to hear why um (laughs) because i just don't see it but like if it does um fine whatever i'm not gonna hear i'm not here to dictate and police what you do in your practice but like
0: well now that you say that like it made me think of like mold or rot like green mold like if you were trying to like cause like an infestation of sorts sure
1: yeah i guess that makes sense okay okay fine uh yellow yellow to curse well okay jaundice uh, no a a lemon (laughs) okay hang on uh Okay, black for love. Try to Okay, try to dig yourself out of that one. D- black for love.
0: Maybe someone's heart is a void and that they just need to meet another partner with a voided heart. And the, the void is black. That sounds so sad. That was a reach. I, I sprained an ankle with that, you, with that reach. No, you dislocated
1: <laughs> a shoulder. That was very far. That was very, very far. That also sounds so melancholy that's not that doesn't sound nice (laughs) says the goth girl i'm very i just i just look spooky i i'm i'm a very loving person (laughs) i'm just i just look spooky very nice um okay is there anything else within the last hour and 45 minutes that we have not covered that we should say or whatever did we miss anything
0: i mean i'm sure i don't think so have you seen i'm sorry sorry, the way my brain just worked right now made me think of this meme that's been on the front forefront of my mind that makes me laugh every time have you seen like the little fat cat that like they edit the sound where it goes like huh no okay i'm gonna have to send you Yeah, on (laughs) on instagram as soon as we're done um because that was that was just me in my head right now when you asked that (laughs) um no i think we went pretty in depth i mean like any beginner book you're going to get on magic will cover for sure. the most basic associations of color magic. And then sure. as you become more adept in your own practice, you're going to find different combinations and purposes and ways to work with colors in, in magical intentions.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of just play around with it and be, be open to associations. It's not, there's, I don't think there's really like a, I mean, if if you're a folk magician, then it it depends on where you're from. So I don't think there's really like a, what do you call it? Like a end all be all, you know? So um, that's just what we associated with. And a lot of what we associated with are kind of like traditional, very Eurocentric kind of, you know, associations with color. It's very Americanized. It's very Westernized. So it's going to differ depending on where you are. So, you know, just be open to all of those things but um with that said thank you guys so much for listening to this episode if you are inclined to please um join the patreon that would be fucking dope we have not been active on patreon lately um and i would like to apologize for it but all at the same time i am also not sorry because i was very busy (laughs) but also i'm very also very sorry because we have not been very active on patreon that was mostly my fault because i am responsible for the edits um but anyways sorry about that um at the same time, we we are also human, and these things happen. We do have months where we are not active sometimes because we just can't. Rye has is a full time student, and I am a full time everything. So, <laughs> so I'm so sorry, but also um, hang in there because we we produce as much as we possibly can. Um, but with that said, when we do produce, we do release um, early episode uh, video episodes of these podcasts. They are um, captioned on YouTube. Um so if you're inclined to support us in that way please do. We have three tiers which is a $5 tier, a $10 tier and a $20 tier. Is that correct? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that sounds right.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah and um we have those tiers available and the benefits are listed In the description of those tiers so please if you feel inclined to support this podcast please go and join the patreon um Mm -hmm. we also do produce post shows which we are not going to be doing tonight because it is very late and i am very tired um but we usually do post shows which is an extra bit of content that we do after the main show which is available to the top two tiers of the patreon um it's just a little bit more content that you get to get and it's not necessarily magic centered it's just kind of us kiki and just for another 30 minutes which is always a blast um we're really funny we truly are um and with that said my name is voga and i am voga ilumicente
0: and i'm raya aka the misty soul mystic and also if you have any ideas for stuff you'd like to see on our patreon let us know
1: oh yes please do Um, and with that said we will see you at our next unholy communion